Ladies and gentlemen, if you like the Smug Film Podcast, do yourself a favor and head over to patreon.com slash smugfilm, where we've got a bunch of great rewards if you donate to the show. For just $1 a month, you'll get a bonus mini episode of the show every Monday in your inbox, as well as access to all the past mini episodes. These episodes will never be available on iTunes or smugfilm.com or anywhere else. The only way to hear them is by donating $1 a month through patreon.com slash smugfilm. For $5 a month, you'll get the bonus episodes. Plus, we will do a 30-second plug of whatever you want on one episode a month. Your movie, your small business, how cool you are, your Twitter handle, whatever it is, we'll plug it. For $10 a month, you'll get the bonus episodes. Plus, we'll do a 30-second plug of whatever you want on every single episode of the show. That's four episodes a month. That's an incredible deal. So once again, the URL is patreon.com slash smugfilm. Head on over there today, and we look forward to your kind donation. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the Smug Film Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Clark. With me today is Jenna Ipcar. Hello. And live via Skype, eating a sandwich, but it's soft because he's he's being nice to me. He doesn't want to eat a crunchy sandwich on the show and disrespect me in that way, but he wants to disrespect <laughs> me a little bit by eating a sandwich in general, but at least it's soft. Carl Garcia. This is a controversial sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like, you know, John D'Amico kind of set a precedent like a couple weeks back eating a sandwich on the show. And now everybody thinks they can eat a sandwich on the show. I'll have you know that I starve for this podcast. Yeah. Jenna, what, what have you had to eat today? Like lentil soup, you were saying? Yeah, I only ate lentil soup today. That's it. And watch Gordy. <laughs> That's right. Lentil, lentil soup and Gordy, because this is the Gordy episode. We're going to be talking about <laughs> Gordy today. Spoiler, I'm sorry. Yeah. So Jenna <laughs> is going to be talking about Gordy on an empty stomach, a little delirious from that. Yeah. And uh, Carl, is there any pig on that sandwich? Oh, there absolutely is some ham on that sandwich. Oh, oh Jesus. No. What? Tell us tell us what's on this sandwich in general. Uh, just ham, cheddar, mustard, sourdough bread. Yeah. It's pretty. Did yeah. you pick ham specifically because you knew we were going to be talking about Gordy? Well, no, I had some in the fridge, but... It's still appropriate. Happy, you know, happy accident, I guess. They're not so happy for Gordy. Yeah, how could you eat a ham sandwich <laughs> after watching Gordy? Uh, because I hated Gordy. He was a monster. Okay. He was All a right. monster. Well, let's let's dive right <laughs> into it. Me to no end. Gordy you know, was a monster. Let's 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 get into this slowly. Let, let's prepare these people because if we just come out saying Gordy's a monster, we <laughs> sound like assholes. <laughs> you know, we got to sort of build a case. But uh, yeah, I picked uh, I picked Gordy for this episode. I put my foot down. I was like, we're all we're all finally just going to watch Gordy because <laughs> Gordy has come up on the podcast in the past as just an example of the kind of movie where like I remember seeing trailers for it as a kid on VHS where like, you know, you, it was Miramax. So you whatever Miramax thing you're watching, that's like PG or G. They didn't have too many like kids movies. So it was always going to be something for Gordy on the beginning of that tape. <laughs> and uh, it's a very strange memory of mine just seeing this movie that was definitely like a cash in on Babe. And it's the kind of thing where like a studio hears that 
another studio is preparing to do a movie about a certain thing and it's probably going to do well. So they're like, all right, we got to rush a movie like that and kind of like piggyback off of that money. It's like with uh, ants and uh, a bug's life. It's like, yeah, the Capote movies. It's like with uh, Top Gun and Iron Eagle, uh, you know, Volcano, Dante's Peak, Armageddon, Deep Impact, etc. We've seen this a million times. You know, now the most, I guess, popular example amongst film people is the Asylum catalog of films where Transformers comes out and then you have Transmorphers, uh, <laughs> etc. Snakes on a Plane came out, then they did Snakes on a Train as piggybacking off of that. They that, did? Yeah, that's what Asylum does. That's what they're famous for. Well, I don't know. Yeah, so back in the day, you had big studios doing this, and I guess you see it. I guess the last popular example that I can think of is Capote of piggybacking yeah. off it that blatantly. But you saw this more when we were growing up. I, I think feel like 90s, late 80s, that was like a real prime. Like you had big studios actually doing this. And Gordy was the piggyback off of Babe because they were like, Babe's going to do well. Let's push out Gordy. And But Gordy came out first. Yeah, because it was they found out that they were doing it. And yeah. they were like, if we can get it out ahead of time, ahead of the curve, Everybody's going to be looking towards that pig movie and maybe we'll get there first, etc. It's it's a thing that happens. I f- there's some documentary that talks about it. I wish I remembered the name of because I could plug it, but it's out there. It exists in the world. So, yeah, I, Gordy finally saw it after all these years. And I forced <laughs> you guys to watch it, too, because it's on Netflix and HD. You know, might as well. <laughs> Yeah, it's on Netflix. So if you just listened to that glowing review by Cody and you were like, I got to see this movie. I barely talked about the thing. <laughs> but yeah, by the end of this thing, you'll probably want to check it out. How about this? How about I read right now two reviews handpicked. The New York Daily News okay. described Gordy as a, quote, a particularly dull and inept family film. <laughs> Whereas the New York Times said, quote, It is possible that some children will be tickled at the very idea of a talking pig, even one as bland as Gordy. They will probably be children who have never seen any movie ever. (laughs) (laughs) So this is a good movie for if you're a kid and you've never seen a movie before. Yeah, right. If this is like you were like, what's a movie? I'm going to listen to this podcast. (laughs) This is the perfect episode. Yeah, if you're just starting out on your movie watching journey, you'll probably be really impressed by Gordy. Uh, Carl, what was what was your impression of uh, of Gordy? Well, here's here's my summation. When I was watching it, I like thought up a joke. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna say that like this is the Branson to pigs or to babes Nashville or something. And then in the movie, <laughs> they go to goddamn Branson and they try to play it <laughs> off as the capital, like the country western capital of the world, <laughs> instead of Nashville. Like it's it's too perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it is, God, that it was... is exactly the Branson to Babe's Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> so did you did you like the film? Uh, I didn't despise it. It was stupid. I mean, it's a it's a bad kids movie. The villain was like pretty delightful. Gil. I love that guy. Yeah. He had a hell of a haircut. Everyone in this movie. <laughs> there were some great haircuts in this film. We're like 10 years too late. Yeah. It was that great like achy breaky heart kind of era. You know, country <laughs> haircuts. It it was it was very interesting to see. Uh, did any of us actually like hate it though? Did you hate it, Jenna? I mean, I think I I kind of hated it, except that it was watchable. Yeah, because I I feel the same way. There's a watchable quality to it. I think because it strives for so little. 
yeah. it tries to do so few things in a film. Like it, it, it's very bare bones. Like not a lot happens when you think about it. It, it really feels like a half hour film. But like a lot happens in it. It's just that the plot, nothing happens in the plot. Yeah. It's this very yeah. simple. Gordy wants to find his family. Mm-hmm. And then like a bunch of really convoluted shit happens in between. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's almost like a Game of Thrones-esque like fight for power. Right. At this like corporation where like it's like who's going to be king essentially of this corporation. It felt like very like uh, Game of Thronesy to me. Maybe I'm just jonesing for Game of Thrones this weekend. <laughs> no, well, that was it, though. It had like everything. It had everything that kids loved, right? It had slaughterhouses. It had like <laughs> fights for power for corporations. Had nationwide telecasts. It had drowning. Had dead grandpa. <laughs> evil publicists. Yeah, it's everything kids just clamor for. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. It's not mommy, I want a popsicle. It's mommy, I want to, you know, see... Behind the scenes of a uh, CEO uh, sort of takeover. It had Bill Clinton. Yes, it had fake Bill Clinton. Yeah. Well, actually, there was a a doctored photo of him with the pig. Did you notice that? Yeah. That was great. I was super thrilled. And then his fake voice came in later and I was extra Probably the worst Bill Clinton impression (laughs) known to man. I I think I could have done that on the way to recording a Bill Clinton voiceover better than, than it was done. I could have done that on a car phone better. Can you can you do that for the rest of the podcast? Just talking your Bill talking Bill voice? Clinton. I don't. It feels like it would be straining on the voice at a certain point. Oh man, the Gordy, he's a real rascal. Right, Gordy's. This is my attempt. <laughs> See that me just mumbling was better than the the actual <laughs> Bill Clinton impersonation in the film. But uh, I guess let's talk about the plot. Let's let's lay it out for folks at home who may not have seen the Gordy picture. It starts off. Very like overtly and unnecessarily depressing. Yeah, <laughs> because like I I'm fine with a movie starting with something sad. That's the, that's all well and good. But when it's so unnecessarily depressing and it lingers so long on like just the idea of you know Gordy's hanging out on a farm with his family. He's got five brothers and sisters, pigs, and a dad and a mom. And then the dad gets taken away. We we assume to be slaughtered, which is you know the, the right assumption. They kind of allude to it. They say like he's going up north, and he's Gordy's like, "Dad, by the way, has some giant balls, and they try to hide it." But like, there's a few shots <laughs> where you can see his massive balls. I did. I wasn't awesome. looking there. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to mention about how all these little pigs must be all female because they don't have balls. Ah, that's good casting. Then I was looking up if pigs have nipples. That's a, you know, this I, I did a lot of research today. Yeah. Male pigs do have nipples. So the, the dad gets carted off because the farm is going under. So like a couple strange men take him in a, a truck. Presumably they bought him and Gordy's running after truck like, hey, what's going on? You know, and the dad's like, I'm going up north. When my dad went up north, he never came back. And now I'm not going to come back. And Gordy's like, oh, fuck. And then Gordy goes back to the farm. And when he gets back to the farm. His sister, his sister and brothers and his mom are all taken away. Yeah, like, and really yeah. terribly. Because, oh, wait, can I just say, why does the rooster, there's like a, a chicken, sees this happening, right? Yeah. Runs to get Gordy specifically. <laughs> specifically is like, Gordy, oh no, your father's being taken. That was my favorite part. 
I love that there's like the the dynamic of the rooster or chicken or whatever it was going off to talk to Gordy. That was I like that. I like the just seeing like something so mundane as like a chicken walk across like a screen. Like it took on like a meaning. But you know? why was the chicken going for Gordy? Why not Gordy's parent, like mom? Like, I don't know, someone older, yeah. more responsible. Gordy is clearly a child. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I was like, why are you telling Gordy? And then the second Gordy gets back, he has that long thing with his dad. And he's like, well, let me go tell mom. And they're like, oh, that already happened. She's yeah. gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like... First, his dad gets taken away. Then the rest of his family gets taken away. And then but they even say it. And what annoys me, <laughs> they say it in that like, oh, Gordy's like, where's my other parents? Oh, it already happened in another scene you missed. Like they just straight up. <laughs> they don't even try. Yeah. And uh, so then Gordy. To see the one, then all of them, Gordy. <laughs> and then Gordy has to go find his family and he goes on an adventure, etc. But it's like he encounters different people along the way, but he doesn't actually encounter that many people. Yeah, he like, gets picked I, all up. All the same people. Yeah, they're yeah. all the same. He gets picked up by a country music. Like, he, he basically, like, tries to go north, right? He ends up in, like, a church basket, gets picked up. Then a child just takes him out of someone's truck. There was so... That was such a weird part because the... There's this like child, like country and western singer who's singing at like this like hoedown. And how fucking creepy, by the way, was like all the dancers in like the the place where she was performing. They were like automatons. They were just like all like lockstep. It was like a robot. Like I've never seen in a movie a, such a robotic dance floor. You yeah. barely see them either. Like it's almost always shots of the kid, and it's like they got this huge dance number going on, and they barely show it. Yeah. And it's just these weird, like, sparse shots, but, like, they're so lockstep that it's, like, how are, are they, like, paid by the venue? <laughs> are these actual people that came to see this? Because it's, it's just way too choreographed. Well, they're line dancing, right? So that is part of what line dancing is, is to be in step like that. But I will admit that they were incredibly stiff. Yes. Like, it, it didn't look like anyone was having fun. It was just, like... <laughs> they didn't seem human whatsoever. And the weirdest thing is that, like, she goes out and she sees, like... The, uh, the mom pig and like the little pigs, right? And then that truck drives off while, she, while the little girl is gone. Then the little girl comes back out, back, back out and she sees another truck with a little pig in it. And she goes up to the truck. This is Gordy in it now because he, you know, he got into like a church basket and then he got put on a truck, etc. blah, blah, blah. Bob's your uncle. Also, Becky's your I aunt. like that they real quick. When he first left for his adventure, they had that like little map graphic of like the pig hooves, <laughs> and he goes to that town with the church and gets in the basket, and then they like never really use that map graphic again for his <laughs> adventure. They just drop it. They think they use it between yeah, St. Louis and Kansas times. City. Yeah. Oh yeah. But that's it like does it show up later, but like no, yeah, it's it's a that's the only like weird storybook part. Like at least with like say Babe. They, they like initialize, like rather they start the movie that yeah, it's a it story. Feels, it really feels like they they're chapters. flipping through a book. Right. This, no, they're just like, and now it's map time because yeah. they just don't want to shoot any footage. But so basically she goes up to this other truck and sees a pig in it and says, oh, you must have fell off of that other truck, which <laughs> does not make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> Why would this pig in another truck sitting in the bed like... Didn't like how could the pig have gotten up onto this other right, truck in it the back of this other pig and her truck? her dumb stupid even <laughs> even stupid for a child conclusion is that oh this pig sitting in this truck must have fell and fallen off 
that other truck that I saw like an hour ago. Right. Makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> like that's a learning disability, like level logic. Like that's not, there's something wrong with that child. Well, you know, I, I gotta, we have to stop and talk about the song she, she sings. Mm. Like, yes, we do. Because <laughs> here are the lyrics to this song. It's right? rather adult. Oh, <laughs> oh man. All right. So first off, there were just really terrible lyrics, right? It's, yeah. They go pulling on a pigtail, right? Which number one, you're like, all right, you wrote the fucking song yeah. for the movie. Like I get it. Right. Pulling on a pigtail, chewing on a hangnail or something. Yeah. And you chew on the side of your fingernail. <laughs> Tuck in a shirt tail. Your heart's on the line. What? Once again, pulling on a pig's tail, <laughs> chewing on a hangnail, tucking in a shirt tail. Your heart's on the line. Right. Okay. <laughs> now she's turning to a stranger. This girl, by the way, is like seven. Yep. And she's like the chubby, like, uh, like you, you know, she's not gonna make it, like as a country. Like it's like they're indulging her. Like it, there's no <laughs> talent in this girl. Well, she can sing. She's not like awful, but no, like she's, she, she's not going anywhere. She's not Disney Channel. You no. Know? She, yeah. She's not much to look at. She's not much to hear at. She's not much to what, like she, she's not a good singer. She's not a good performer. She's just, she's just kind of there. And she's just cute. If she was your, your niece, you'd be like, that's great. Yeah. And then <laughs> you'd, you'd never listen to her actual album. Right. And I also love that you don't know like her band and family situation right away. So oh, like, yeah. yeah, the that... first dude you see who comes out and talks to her, like you assume it's her dad, and she's just like, "No, it's all fun, cousin Jake." And the guy's like forty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. For one second, for a split second, I thought, "Is this gonna be some like screwed up love triangle?" Like, I don't know <laughs> what's wrong with me. You didn't know how that. country it was gonna get. <laughs> it's just like. Like, cause the way that he was looking at her was a little suggestive in my opinion. Like there was like, it was really unclear. By the way, fun fact that I learned from IMDb after I saw the film, you know who was up for that little girl role that they passed over for this girl? It was me. Britney goddamn Spears. <laughs> really? <Holy shit. laughs> they passed over fucking Britney Spears like three years before she probably broke out and hit for this little stupid girl that adds nothing to the film whatsoever. Uh, I will say, and this is maybe also a spoiler, was I decided to look up her after the movie. Her the name is girl. Christy Young. If you look on her IMDb, all it says is Christy Young is an actress known for Gordy, 1995, and When Celebrity Strip, 2000. <laughs> <laughs> now, I had to click on that. She was the narrator. Oh, no. She didn't even strip. <laughs> all right, so the lyrics to this... You you turn to a stranger, you feel a little awkward, you feel a little shy, your heart's on the line. Ducking in the restroom, fiddle with your hairdo, looking in the mirror, though nothing looks right. This is already raising flags everywhere. Yeah. Sucking in your tummy, checking your butt. The way you can make a silk purse, now you know what. Your heart's on the line. What the <laughs> fuck is happening? And this is this is a song... A seven-year-old girl. That's sung in a very surreal dance sequence with with those line dancers lockstep listening to this bizarre song coming out of the seven-year-old it's it's very eerie very unnerving straighten up a string tie zipping up a down fly gotta let your feet fly kicking them high i don't know what's happening <laughs> cow lick down flick tummy tuck butt check there's some weird goddamn songs in this movie because there's another <laughs> one that's just called y'all come <laughs> it's just it's just them saying y'all come y'all come y'all come 
That's, that's just beautiful. <laughs> it's like it's like they're challenging those at home to just whip it out. It's it <laughs> it's a very strange song. Um, they're challenging <laughs> you to whip it out. Yes, they're, they're saying y'all y'all at home, please just come. Um, we got a Bill Clinton impersonated. The easy through it. Yes, yes, that's during the Bill Clinton impersonation scene. So. Gordy goes off with this uh, little girl and cousin Jake, who's 40 and slow, apparently. And her actual dad, who's got like an Arch Hall Jr. kind of haircut. Um, He's also everyone in this movie is like they're like second tier. Like they're you can tell when they're meant to be attractive, but they're not. <laughs> well, the country has a different like attractiveness. Not like, really. I mean, like, you know, like, yes and no. Like, but they're very like. They're like Midwestern in like the way that like people are down on the Midwest. Well, the dad has like a good singing voice, like admittedly. Yeah. Like apparently he's like a real country singer. He's just kind of like a, you know, not a famous one in in country world, but like, you know, second rate guy. But he's to be honest, he's got a pretty good voice in the film. Everyone Uh, in Smokey and the Bandit is like 50 times more attractive than everyone in this movie. Right. (laughs) Correct. Uh, So she goes off with them. First of all, she starts calling him Pinky for no reason. Like he's he's like, my name's Gordy. And she's like, I'm going to call you Pinky. And then she keeps calling him Pinky for the next 20 minutes. Uh, and it's a running gag. And like he makes a little snort like every time because he's so pissed about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of weird uh, Gordy noises uh, <laughs> during this chapter of the film. Like, they never use that, that cliche pig noise in this movie. It's all weird ass pig noises it's but all- they didn't use that one that you always right. hear in every movie that's they didn't use that one <laughs> yeah it's very like realistic almost to the point of like you don't need realism for this like it, oh. you need more cartoonish noises it, yeah it, the noises were a little like <laughs> and you're just like listening to that for like a whole scene and it's just like ah that's uncomfortable but he does less of it over the course of the film it was like the beginning of the film, when he's hanging out with the little girl, there's a lot of like, <laughs> and it's almost like your fucking speaker's broken while you're watching the film. Well, I will say what they did well, actually, was I like that they basically just used the natural movements of animals chewing something. Yeah, I always love that. That's my favorite shit in the world. It actually <laughs> worked super well. There was no point where I, but it did make me, because I was like, conscious of it it made me laugh because like the chickens all had to speak super fast (laughs) (laughs) well i loved where they would it's like with anime where they had the or like uh shaw brothers stuff where they have to keep up to the pace of what's coming out of the person's mouth and i like that aspect so you had like some weird line readings with some of the other farm animals towards the beginning where like you said they yeah you had to talk faster for the uh, chickens because you had to like match their head movements yeah it was like godzilla overdubs yeah yeah it, i like that and i like that the rooster had a really awkwardly high voice <laughs> like they were trying to like match it with like i guess the peeping but he was just like gee whiz gordy and you're like ah. <laughs> yeah. all right so gordy you know goes off with uh this little traveling country western little girl thing does he tell her at this point that only the pure of heart can hear him first of all he says no, it tells that to the kid later he says that one. like a hundred times in the film it feels like i think he only says like three but that's a lot for the moral of the goddamn film which what like i'm a little kind of like what does he mean does that mean that like as 
man accumulates sins, they lose the ability to talk to animals. That's like, what it sounded like. Sinless. Well, let's let's explain the actual sentence. He says, he says humans can understand animals, especially children and the pure of heart. Is that what he says in the yeah. film? Yes. If you take the time to listen. Yeah. If you take the time to listen, humans can understand animals, especially children or the pure of heart. So if you're an adult and you're pure of heart, like a slow cousin, you know, who's hanging out with the little girl, he's a little slow and that counts as pure as pure of heart. I feel like pure of heart only means Jesus. Yeah. If I like go to confession, do I like have a better chance chatting up with the pigeons on the way out? Like until <laughs> next week? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, the ramifications <laughs> I don't think were fully worked out before they stuck that moral and that message into the film. But they they harp on that message a couple times. Like he he literally like it's very didactic. The pig just says that two characters a couple different times in the film to make sure you at home get the concept. Yeah, except that's the thing. So here's the other thing about this movie is like it starts off immediately with a chicken running to go tell a pig, Gordy, your family's being stolen. And then immediately it goes into this like only humans talking. Like, right. And then suddenly no one can understand Gordy. And so he's kind of talking to you, the audience, but not really because he's also sort of talking to the kids who like only can and can't. Like the girl sort of can't hear him most of the time. So does that make her unpure? <laughs> Well, listen to the, the song, song she was song singing. Was not pure, yeah. That song was not pure at all. So that you know that actually fits in with the canon. You know, like that's that makes me that's think why other she wasn't pure of heart. Or... That's why the uh, the little boy was pure of heart. You know, right? So okay, so she brings this. They they have like a gig at like the mayor's house or something, right? Or yeah. some rich guy. Some the CEO. CEO, right? Yeah. yeah. And then at this party is this little boy who also is like just really mediocre looking. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he's just a mediocre. I mean, he's very, but he's very polite. Very polite kid. Nice kid. One of those kids were like, and he did some hand movements too, where he was like, well, like, I'm going to go sit down now. Have you have a blessed day. Well, you're he, like, when he had his first conversation with the little girl, they talked for like two seconds and he was like, I really enjoyed this conversation. <laughs> it's, it's like, really, what part? The hello? The, what's your name? Like, what, what was it that really grabbed you, kid? Uh, and then he just like splits and does something else, but he ends up like drowning in the pool, <laughs> but not fully dying. Like Gordy saves him. Spoiler alert. But, uh, it, Which, it's exactly out of that fucking Nathan Fielder, Nathan for you episode with the oh pig that God. saves the, the other yeah. animal. Right. That's where like fucking pushes a little floaty. Yeah. I'm convinced that Nathan Fielder has seen Gordy and grabbed that and used that for his, uh, stunt his episode i can only hope that nathan fielder saw Courtney. i i i put money down right now well i will say so so because this is like a ceo's birthday bash or something and the kid falls in the pool after his he wants to ask his mom oh actually it's kind of cruel his grandfather said turns to the kid and says why don't you go ask your mama to dance and the kid goes okay grandpa goes over to ask his mom and then she immediately goes and dances with her boyfriend yeah and the kid's totally devastated <laughs> And it's like, why did you set him up for that, Grandpa? Like, you knew that was going to happen. They were sitting next to each other. It wasn't like this was an, like an, a random dude. It was her boyfriend. His mother is a, a really horrible person for the entire film. I yet, feel bad for her. Yet she is who the good guy ends up with at the end, which is like very like w twisted and like Game of Thrones. It's like <laughs> it's like Cersei ending up with like Jon Snow or something. Like it's just it's just wrong on a fundamental like 
pushing two people together level. Well, I feel bad for her, but we'll talk about that. But the, so then the kid goes and sits by the pool and then the little girl with the pig comes over and sees him and they're chatting a little bit. And he's like, well, you have a blessed day. And he gets up to leave and falls into the pool. <laughs> like uh, just in the middle. Cause he's yeah. on the board. So he's like in the middle of the he's pool. He's sitting on, on the, the diving board, like a dunce. <laughs> <laughs> and gets up to leave and immediately falls into the pool. So the girl runs back and the entire party now comes running over because she's screaming, he's drowning, he's drowning. Everyone comes over with their cameras. <laughs> Every <laughs> adult. In, I don't think. <laughs> Every single adult with like like full on news cinema cameras. Yeah, they're like, I got to get a shot of this kid dead. Not a single, <laughs> not a single adult jumps into that pool. <laughs> yeah. Not a single one. Yeah. And the kid's still in the pool by the time. He's still drowning by the time they get there. Oh, they, yeah. they get there just in time to see the pig push the, the float in and then float over and then help the kid and then push the kid back. No one thinks to jump in the pool. <laughs> what is wrong? It's a rough world, Jenna. It's a su- Gordy world is evil. They all it's hate super that rough. They were like, let's give him a taste of his own medicine. <laughs> yeah. Let's let the kid die. Uh, yeah, so basically Gordy is like this national hero now. Everybody loves Gordy, especially the old CEO, which is, he's the granddad in Talladega Nights, by the way, for those of you playing, oh, at, yeah. those of you playing at home, uh, that's who that now is. Now that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And, uh, he, he really takes to Gordy and, uh, loves Gordy and, uh, eventually gives his entire fortune to Gordy after he passes and makes Gordy the new CEO. So, but in between then, right, there's this thing where his daughter, who is the mother, uh, wants to be a model and the, the spokesperson for the company. And he goes like, but we have this hero pig. Yeah. <laughs> Let's use the fucking pig, which I'm totally on his side. It's like the momentum is there. Everybody's talking about the pig. Get the pig out there on some fucking cornflakes. Right. Which makes a lot of sense. Not, I'm not going to argue with that. But then her boyfriend is this guy, Gilbert, like, Spiv. What, what's I love this guy. <laughs> He's like he's like Alex Karpovsky's lame dad. That's, <laughs> That's actually a perfect description of him. Yeah. 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 So he's like sort of evil. Like he. He looks like he should be in like a RoboCop sequel as like an evil <laughs> like business person. Yeah. He's like the, the sort of like sophisticated like he's like the city guy. You know, like that's what you get the sense. But he's of. got he's got like a salt and pepper the like worst ape mullet. drape mullet <laughs> combo. <laughs> it's rough yeah so he's dating the the mother and so he goes like well no we can't let this pig win she wants to be a model so we should have it let's have him we'll do a photo shoot with both we'll send it to a test audience yeah you know what good on him right it's good on his, him. that's his girlfriend it's also her like company but he fucking rigs it so right but yeah. then there's this whole fucking side thing about her he's like Here's what we're going to do for the pig. We're going to put a wide angle lens on this camera. <laughs> Which I love when they get technical shit wrong in films. It's like, how did you get that wrong? First of all, they're talking about like essentially a fisheye lens. Right. Yeah. That's what they're talking about. They they just call it a wide angle lens. So that you which can get covers, the sense of it. Covers a very wide <laughs> gamut of like focal lengths and millimeters that could have a a wide range of effects, but they're specifically what they mean when they say, let's put a wide angle lens on it. They're talking about a fisheye lens. And when they, when you eventually see the footage 
Because, uh, Jenna, tell them what happens with this this fisheye lens debacle. Well, so basically, like, you know, Gordy or someone, I think Gordy overhears it or something. Yeah. And he tells the little girl, like, they messed up the lens. And, like, he's <laughs> about to go on. So he's like, change the lens Gord- back. Gordy's fucking talk Fujimoto all of a sudden. He's like, <laughs> yeah. nah, you- <laughs> nah, go with the 50 millimeter. Trust me. Yeah. So, I, well, it's the little boy, actually. So he tells the little boy, the little boy somehow, number one, knows what the hell anything, no, has any understanding of what a lens is like i'm sorry any child watching this isn't like of course they're changing the lens yeah. like a kid probably has no idea that lenses even affect images on cameras they know that like it's needed i just i'm sorry no child is like really that's yeah. why they had to explain it and then call it wide angle so that the kid wouldn't understand it would make something look wide even though that's not how it works right. anyhow right so, i don't know i still don't know why they didn't just call it fisheye because that that kind of is like it well, sounds weird enough that it's like all right well that's probably gonna affect the image well because so like right so the kid like goes over to this camera takes the lens takes the lens off number one knows how to do that yeah Switches lenses like a fucking pro. Yeah, like, PA puts it back on. <laughs> yeah, he he's getting his card. Like he's he's union. He clicks it in. <laughs> like yeah, no, it's it's impressive. Never seen this thing in his life. Has no idea what's happening. So then Gordy's shoot goes really great. And then once the shoot's over, Gilbert, evil guy, says like change the lens. So the idiot doesn't realize no because no one else seems to know what a lens is. Right. <laughs> right. Like everyone else is like, that's fine. So like, he changes it to the fisheye fish lens, lens for the ladies test reel, which when you see the actual footage, they like did the fucking footage like in post, like they manipulated in post, like a lens doesn't do that. You know, like it, it was well, like, a, it was like a dumb approximation of what it might look like. Like, right. why didn't they just shoot it with a fucking fisheye or something? So at the end of it, he goes, there, he's like, all right, we got all the footage. You want to take a look? He goes, no, send it to the press immediately. Yeah. <laughs> no it's one so look contrived. at this. <laughs> it's like, this is, this is going to be so, like, they, they put so much effort into explaining this one plot hole. Exactly. Oh my God, like yeah. the 90 others of just like, oh no, I'm just so into this footage. I'm not even, I don't even need to see it. Let's just get it printed right away. Right. This is everyone professional that you have to somehow d- believe that all the professional people were like, that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's normal. <laughs> then it cuts to the test footage where they're like, well, the, the you know, <laughs> they get everyone in a room and he's like, the results are in. And they're like, just cut to it. He's like, the pig won by a hundred percent. And he's like, what? And then she, the the mother starts crying because she's like, this was her one big break. And they play her footage. They play her footage. And it's just, as Cody said, just fisheye footage. It's like, but you it's know. like it's done in post. It's not like if you were if you were going to use a fisheye lens to make a person's face look distorted. First of all, you couldn't shoot it from that distance. You would have to go really close to their face. And the camera wasn't that close to her face. So that already doesn't make sense whatsoever. I mean, the whole that whole plot it really doesn't that well, little subplot doesn't make sense whatsoever what at really all. doesn't make sense is that everyone starts like so this footage looks like uh, you know like a beastie boys music video right yeah. like it just looks <laughs> distorted it looks like a fun house and everyone in the test audience who includes all of her family and boyfriend <laughs> and son and, and father everyone starts pointing and laughing and going haha she's fat yeah <laughs> Like their what? conclusion from like the wacky footage is look how fat that's that, how she actually looks right, <laughs> which makes no sense. And she starts crying, and then she's like, "Turn it off, turn it off," and she's mortified. And you're like, "What? This is so cruel." Yeah, I I, I see your point. I do feel bad for her with that. Because- she like all she's guilty of is like wanting to be a model and then maybe not doing. Like they could have been like, "Ah, eh, the pig won because momentum." Like they could have actually not even had that whole plot point. <laughs> 
they they had time to fill, I guess, and yeah. I don't know. It was mean. It was just evil. And yeah. so then in the end, the pig wins, right? So now Gordy is like the face. He's like the, the Gerber's baby. Gordy's fucking everywhere. Which, by the way, there's like a... There becomes like a Gordy logo at a certain point, which I kind of want as like a shirt. Like it's like him and then it's like his name underneath and like there's like a like, big hero pig brand. Yeah, I want yeah. that. I want that hero pig shirt. I like that. It's also called hero pig. Yeah, <laughs> which is like what the movie would be called in like Japan. Right. Like that would be the translation of Gordy <laughs> in Japan. Like, oh, yeah. Hero pig. Yeah. We what love is, that movie. What is the name Gordy, by the way? Like, and later in the movie, when he finally meets his, his like, you know, brothers and sisters, he's like, oh, you stinker and curly and, you know, like all these like terrible names. I guess if you're pig, you just have like a piggy, terrible name. But like, what is like, is he like, he likes to eat gourds? But I love like, like one of the, wasn't like one of like the roosters or something. His name was just like Richard. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Like, oh no, there was a Nancy right yeah there was there yeah. were like a couple normal names and then like all the pigs are like weirdly named but there i think the the the, the rooster was just named richard <laughs> which i just kind of liked it's like oh yeah richard the rooster Little richard yeah richard i mean just the name alone <laughs> gordy versus babe yeah. what move are you gonna pick up babe yeah it's i like- mean gordy even sounds like the fucking like half-baked you know, rushed version. Like it's just in comparison. Yeah. They're like, what's cute? Gordy done. Yeah. So, uh, there ends up. Yeah. Like he finally brings up, Oh yeah. I'm looking for my family. You want to use your massive corporation to help with that. And everyone kind of is just like, yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. Like (laughs) they just kind of keep bringing it up and not doing anything about it. (laughs) Bureaucracy, man. Yeah. And then Gilbert is pissed because like, you know, they humiliated his girlfriend because and she feels awful because she's not as good looking as a pig. You know what I mean? Like, it's just cruel. So he f- decides he's going to go kill this pig. Yeah, yeah. Which is also a little over the top. I'm telling you, it gets Game of Thrones real fast. <laughs> yeah. It's it's people vying for power and trying to, like, be all conniving. Like, it, it gets heavy. Right. And then, as you said, ignoring the fact that, like, the whole beginning plot of this movie was like, your parents are missing. Yeah, let's get the fucking parents back. If it had just been a film of, like... He encounters maybe animals along the way. Oh, wow. Groundbreaking. No, it's been done before to great success. Don't break the fucking mold. It works. He encounters animals along the way. He eventually finds his fucking family. Maybe he bands together with animals and saves them in the end. That would have been fine. Uh, It would have been a perfect little picture. It would have done pretty damn well. And no, they went this route where it's like a couple interesting animals in the beginning and then just fucking corporate bureaucracy. For like the a long portion of the film. Oh man, isn't there a part in there somewhere where Gil is like, goodbye, Gordy, and he looks directly at the camera and it like starts to dissolve to a montage of like something happening, but then it stops and it just like stays on the shot of him staring at the camera forever. <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, that makes sense. Somewhere in all that corporate intrigue. I don't remember where. I was probably but. checking out at about that point. Yeah, so Gil gets <laughs> evil now, right? So he sends his like henchmen. Yeah. Who, <laughs> I have to say of all the people in the movie, at least they are like slightly more humorous. You know, like they're kind of like the bumbling henchmen. They just can't get anything right. Well, I want to see like the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead like version of like a sequel <laughs> to Gordy where we like find out more about those henchmen. Like it's just them walking they were through the more woods. Interesting. Yeah, that would have been cool. 
I like them. But so like, yeah, so they like go to like kidnap or so like there's also this other weird plot point where like Gil calls them and is like, did you get the pig? And, and they're like, lie. They're like, no, they're like, yeah, we got him. We got them because they're lying. And he goes, what do you mean? You took the kid too? They're like, that's a federal offense. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, uh, oops, my bad. Meanwhile, they didn't do any of that. Right. Like the, the kid's fine. The pig's fine. They didn't do anything. They just sat in a car. So you're like, why are you digging this? Now they have to go. Now they're like, great. Now we have to kidnap this kid. (laughs) So like, you know, they end up chasing the kid and the kid realizes they're chasing him. And then he like ducks out, you know, several different ways. And then like runs back into the little girl and her whole family. Right. Like in the middle of nowhere, as they're in this bus, they hear on the radio that like his grandfather had a heart attack because the kid's missing. (laughs) (laughs) That yep. the hero, the hero pig was kidnapped. And then like, and, and the best part is that the, the guy goes, oh, hi, it's so great. What's that kid's name? I don't even remember. Oh, uh, Hanky. Hanky. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. This guy's name is Hanky. Yeah. The Christmas poo. So <laughs> Hanky, he, they're like, oh, wow, Hanky, it's so great. How are you? Oh, look at, you still have Gordy. That's wonderful. Pinky, that's wonderful. And then the radio is like, P.S. Like Hanky's entire family is like distraught and dead. They're what like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> yeah. It's all your fault, Hanky. And that's when when Gordy comes back and then he gets, you know, he becomes the CEO of the company. So, right. So very, here's a very Caligula move, by the way, putting the pig in charge to yeah. like stop on all the councils. Percent. So this so the grandfather dies and they have a reading of the will and he goes, my whole company, I want to leave to someone who is close to me and part of my family, my daughter Except that my daughter seems to really want to focus on her modeling career. So instead of burdening her with this company, I'm going to leave it. And like, yeah, that's that number one. That's super cruel. You're the one who put you. You took her modeling career dreams. You like ground them into the dirt with your shoe because she was like, (laughs) Grandpa, why don't you help me? And and you were like, fuck you, you fat whore. (laughs) First of all, that didn't happen. Playing at being kindly and senile this time. It's just like he shut down another school and a bunch of children starved or something. Right. Oh, I just love Gordy. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) He ruins her dreams. And then he's like, I'm going to I would like to leave this company to my daughter, but she's too much of a bitch to take it. So I'm going to leave it to Hanky, who is also uh, like six. Right. He's like even younger than the other girl. Yeah. And then, and then he's like, but Hanky can't, it's too young to take over. So I'm going to leave it to the pig. Yep. <laughs> what? The, the childlike pig who's arguably more childlike than Hanky. Gordy is a fucking evil avenging Puritan guy. All right, let's get into that. So like, okay, he only believes that the pure of heart can speak to him. He takes over this entire company, <laughs> shitting on the, both the daughter and the child swoops in as you said game of thrones style oh god yeah there's intrigue and then immediately starts changing everything he's like oh what's in this cornmeal not corn like close that whole factory fire all those people yeah, he's, he's like why can't we make natural foods and everybody's like well we don't do that and he's like we'll just do it and they're like all right and everyone thinks that because the kid's translating for the pig Everyone's like, oh, the kid's just like throwing his whims around. Yeah. So Gordy gets to do whatever the fuck he wants because it, it, it gets pushed off on Hanky, essentially, because everyone thinks Hanky's doing it. So Gordy enacts all these changes. 
Carl, you also, also make a big deal about how there's like a lone sausage factory in the company, like Umbrella, and like they made sure to like not put it on the list of companies they own that they gave to Gordy, so Gordy doesn't know that they have a sausage factory under their <laughs> wing. <laughs> yeah, they didn't want him to freak out. <laughs> Which ends up being where his uh, family is, by the way. They're at the sausage factory, ready to be turned into sausage. But let's think about that sausage factory. Now, if you look at the other side of this, is that, again, Scordy would have shut down that whole factory. Right. Hundreds of people would have been without jobs. <laughs> but he, he did end up shutting it down eventually. Right, because he's an evil, avenging Puritan he, god. Dude, he's, no, he's fucking punk rock. Dude, he infiltrated the corporate system and dismantled it entirely. Gordy is a punk rock icon. Only for the pure of heart? He's a corporate punk. Virgins and children? No, he see, that was all just to get him in the good graces of the, the God love and, you know, devil fear and country folk. In reality, I think Gordy's a fucking, like, anarchist punk who infiltrated corporate America and dismantled an, a huge conglomerate from... The ground up all the way to the top, rose rose in the ranks in a short amount of time, just took it over, destroyed it. I, I think Gordy is a is an anarchist hero. Carl, you're the tiebreaker. Oh, I gotta go with the punk rock theory. Yeah, right. Because also he's like one of those like punk rock vegans. Because yeah, he's exactly. all like he's pushing the natural foods. Yeah, he's pushing the company down for it. He's pushing natural foods. He's like, don't eat animals and shit. Yeah, he's he's fucking punk rock icon. He does <laughs> seem to enjoy country music. Gordy? True. Yeah. Does he? Uh, <laughs> but liking country is kind of punk rock, too. You know, there's some like psycho Billy, you know, crossover there. Well, he's like the punk rocker of like, you know, of Arkansas. Because they start in Arkansas, they end up in Missouri, right? Yeah. Where yeah. is this factory? Was it in Kansas City? There's a map in the film, but who cares? Somewhere, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, the rest of the film... He, uh, there's like a big concert at a certain point. Yeah, in Branson. Yeah. <laughs> really funny. Yeah, let's talk let's talk about that little <laughs> concert after this break. We'll be right back. See you soon. And now, Smug Film presents Robot Reenactments. Did you ever find Bugs Bunny attractive when he put on a dress and play a girl bunny? No. Ha 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 ha. No. Neither did I. I was. I was just asking. This has been a robot reenactment. Now, back to the show. Hello, Smug Film fans. Leave us a question or a comment for Smug Film to play on the show by calling the following voicemail number. 718-395-9711. Once again, that's 718 718- Three nine five nine seven one one. We look forward to hearing from you, you lovely, lovely people. Hello, I am the Hunky Smug Film Sponsor Plug Man. I'm here to tell you about the fine people who support the Smug Film Podcast through Patreon. You all should check out Bobby Slow on Twitter, he's a very funny and good man who tweets funny and good things and is worthy of your love. And he has a really good Twitter ratio of followers to following. That's impressive. Once again, that's Bobby, slow, on Twitter. You should also check out Minor Key Games. Go on over to MinorKeyGames.com and check out these awesome computer games made by David and Kyle Pittman. Two brothers that make great video games with an old school feel. 
Cody hates new video games for the most part, but he enjoys the heck out of these. Once again, that's MinorKeyGames.com. Also, be sure to check out Room Full of Spoons, Rick Harper's documentary about the cult classic film The Room. It's a great documentary that we all love here as Smug Film, and go to RoomFullOfSpoons.com to find out when it's coming to your city. Thank you for listening to my hunky voice, and thank you all who have donated to the show. And if you would like to be plugged on the show, please head on over to patreon.com slash smugfilm and donate. And now, back to the episode. And we are back. Welcome back to Gordy Talk, all Gordy edition of the Smug Film Podcast. So uh, when we last left Gordy, they were doing this big old concert. And uh, where was that concert, Carl? I was in Branson, Missouri. Cousin Jim called on the phone. He's like, oh, yeah, it's the country western capital of the world, which it isn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're like, we need the pig to, so that we can be in this yeah. thing because we're too small. Yeah, why did they need him specifically? Was there a reason? He's the only, He's like, the only famous person pig. they know. Oh, okay. They needed some sort of famous person or else they wouldn't get put on the bill. Yeah, I think that's it. They, we, they promised the the like appearance of of hero pig yeah, so they, that they could be they could show up and play that was like the pull to get oh, them booked it. hero pig would be a great band name by the friends. way i want i want a band called hero pig or an anime i don't know i want a gordy manga called hero pig <laughs> i can see his little eyes now yeah so yeah there's a big concert with no names and whatnot and some music and meanwhile they're throwing gordy off a bridge in a fucking yeah. bag Oh, they have shots of uh, they have shots of Gilbert in the concert, just like rolling his eyes and shit. But then, like, if any like wide shot they have of like the other people clapping, there's always like three or four people who like don't want to be there too. <laughs> it's great. I was gonna say the audience that they had was actually amazing. It looked like people that just like they were like, "Hey, you want to be in a film?" And then everyone regretted the decision. That's that's literally what happened, probably. Yeah, I like that. And so, like, Gilbert's sitting there rolling his eyes at all this country music. That actually is, like, it's fine. It's not, yeah, like, it's, awful. It's, it's not terrible. But that's during the y'all come sequence where they're... <laughs> they're I, I want to make this very clear. They're encouraging those at home to whip out all of our collective penises and uh, stroke it until we, we ejaculate. That is the point of the song. That's my theory. Well, that's why the mother falls in love with him. Yeah, because he sings y'all come. She gets stars And she in came. Eyes. She, Stars in her eyes. She creamed her jeans. Yeah. In the audience. Bill Clinton, like sensed it and called too. That. <laughs> and there's yeah, a that's great, when Bill Clinton calls. There's that great point where Gil is like, let's get the fuck out of here. This, this concert's gay. And then she's like, <laughs> uh, no, I'm falling in love with country music. Yeah, she bites her nail. Yeah. And she's like staring at the dude, the dude, uh, little girl's dad singing. And uh, Gil is like, oh, fuck. He has the squarest head. Oh, it's Squaresville, that head. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, I, to be honest, pretty damn good voice on that fellow. He was fine. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, that was the thing about this movie. It was like no one was God awful except this like kind of weird Puritan themes that kind of ran through it. But but and then there was some stuff that was fine. I mean, the fact that they're really excited about Bill Clinton in this movie was a little weird. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, you guys are talking about all this Puritan, like, Christian shit, and yet you're super, like, psyched for Bill Clinton, and you started in Arkansas, which I can only assume is part of why you're psyched about Bill Clinton. Yeah, but I think it's, like, kind of a very, like, liberal 
Yeah, film. and then they're all into like natural foods. Yeah, everybody's like it's a very vegetarian like oriented film. It's like animals or people don't eat them. Yeah, Carl, the apparently is... that went over Carl's head because he just had a sandwich with plenty of animal oh, on yeah. it. <laughs> but uh yeah, the natural foods, etc. The the punk rock corporate takeover. The slaughterhouses are genuinely creepy. Oh God, yeah. There's if some, I was a child, that really would have ruined my there's life. There's some scary shots of slaughterhouses in that this shit film. Was shot like an episode of Millennium or something. <laughs> it was like very like horror nineties TV yep, looking. Absolutely, yeah. and uh, that's the whole climax of the film, which is a. Uh, and there's like drama where like a uh, little little Hanky's trying to call the facility to get them to shut it down. Right. Which that's a sequence that goes oh, on yeah. way too long. Because the manager's too busy like having <laughs> yeah. phone sex and he yeah. can't get through to him. Straight up. First Straight all, up having phone Hanky, sex. Hanky calls the number and it goes to voicemail or whatever. And he's like, oh, fuck, it went to voicemail. And then this other guy's like, actually, I, uh, um, I, I, I gave you the wrong area code. Uh, <laughs> I'm having a oh, crisis. Yeah, of, henchman like yeah. has a he has all this guilt about what he's done. So. Yeah, he's, I'm having a crisis of conscience. Uh, I, I gave it a wrong uh, area code. And that goes on way too long. Way too long. And the <laughs> fact that no one else knew what the area code. There's like adults in the car with him. Yeah, and then he had to get the right area code, and then he finally calls the right area code, and that goes to busy because uh, the guy's straight up having fun sex. Yes, <laughs> straight up. On like, the line during his, his shift. Oh, my little, like, you know, oh, my little pussy baby doll. Yep. <laughs> That's for right. like an hour. I, yeah. I feel like you heard those kissy sounds for a straight up He got hour. way too many lines, that fella. Way too many. <laughs> he got like a page and a half of dialogue just talking on like that phone. pig wrangler or something, and they really owed him for all those pigs. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. Exactly. This is your break. This is your comedy break. So Hanky finally gets through. They shut down the slaughterhouse. And the way that they shut down the slaughterhouse is so great because it's basically just like everybody turns off the stuff and then like just a fucking like aluminum like thing comes down from the ceiling and just like closes off right in front of where like his his family was going to go in to get slaughtered. It was like so perfectly timed. It, it, it just defies logic whatsoever. Wait, the other thing is just that the announcement that Hanky makes on the phone is he's like, Hi, <laughs> this is Hanky, and I say that you have to turn off that slaughterhouse. Shut it down right now. And like the guy in the other line, like number one, he picks up, he goes, Honey, darling, I just talked to you. <laughs> like, and then, yeah. you know, that little kid, this tiny little kid's voice. And then he goes like, and then like everyone suddenly is freaking out. There's like, you know, like shut it down, shut it down. Apparently that's all it takes to shut down the slaughterhouse, which I wish, I wish vegans and PETA had known years and years and years ago that you could just call up and be like, hi, I run a a Purdue and uh, I think we should shut down the facility. I'm, I'm Hanky Purdue. And then that gets shut down. Right, that's it. it. That's all If only it were that easy, folks. But uh, yeah, so pigs are saved. His family's fine. So then uh, Gordy says, here's what I got. I need you guys to do is to buy back metal. What's also the name of the farm he grows up on is like the most generic name. It's like Meadowland. Yeah. What is it? Meadowbrook. Meadowbrook. I think it is Meadowbrook. Yeah, it's just the lamest freaking thing. The fact that they even had to like sell the family in the first place too, they mentioned is like the guys who are picking up. It's like like all this information that was told through dialogue that just either didn't need to be said or was said so clumsily was like all these farms are shutting down. They have to sell off all their livestock. (laughs) So it was like also 
when they shut down those slaughterhouses, like he finds his mom and his siblings and they're like, Yay, we found each other. Oh hey, look who who else is over there. Oh, it's Gory's dad is also here. Yeah. Right. Also got saved. It's and a perfect like, coincidence up, ending. Yeah. Yeah. They the things shut down right in front of their faces <laughs> and they're both they're all at the same facility. And then Gordy's like, hey, buy back that farm. So, okay, you're like, great, they, they bought the farm. And then Gordy has to convince the family to live with them on the farm. <laughs> like, what were you just bought this farm and let a whole bunch of pigs, like, run it? Like, what was going to happen there? Yeah. Who was going to feed those pigs? He's like, just come stay with us. And they're like, all right. And Gordy's like, sweet, they're going to feed us. So at this point, everyone can hear Gordy. Yes. <laughs> Everybody's pure of heart now. Every single person. Why? I don't know. Shut down the slaughterhouse. Yeah, that's all. That's it all it takes. Instant cleanse. Shut down the slaughterhouse, and you become instantly pure of heart. That's the moral of the film. And then, uh, you know, they're hanging out on their new house, which is like a gorgeous fucking like, <laughs> like when they were talking about like a farm being run down. Like I was assuming they were gonna move into like a fucking shack, but like they're they're moving into like a big old house, and they're having a big old cookout, and they're all hanging out, and then. Uh, Square like cousin Jim like accidentally setting things on fire yeah. in like a <laughs> like a cow print apron. Yeah, he's he's setting all the meat on fire, which they're eating meat by the way. Right. <laughs> they just shut down. They they just shut down a slaughterhouse. What are you gonna do with you all run the slaughterhouse? The company, Gordy, but you can't command us. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're celebrating by having a big old barbecue. And uh, Squarehead's making out with... Uh, the the uh, mother, yeah. Yeah, Hanky's mom. Now that's mom. 100%. Gil's gone. Did they even have a breakup scene? Mm, I don't know. Probably not. Gil wasn't... All right, look. As far as they're concerned, you know what? All right, now Gil was going after the thing that the child loved. But you know what? He's just looking out for his girlfriend. He wasn't a bad guy. Except it, for wanting to murder a pig. A, he was a little conniving and he tried to kill a pig. But, but he was conniving for like good reasons. It wasn't like if she gets this modeling gig, then I'll be the president even. Like it was more like, hey, this is beneficial for her. He was kind of pussy whipped, if anything. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so final conclusion about Gordy. Uh, what, what would you give it uh, out of five oinks? How Ugh. many How many oinks? I mean, that's the thing. This movie was terrible, but it wasn't like, like it was watchable. You know, so it's like, I guess it like a one and a half to two oinks. Two oinks? I'd say more like one and a half, like airing on the one and a half, but... Carl, how about you? How many oinks? I'm rolling one and a half oinks. One and a half oinks. doesn't really offend me in any way. It's kind of just there as a bad kids movies, so... I'm going yeah. two oinks. Oh. Two, two out of five oinks. Just a Too solid two. Solid two oinks. Just... That's it. That's all I'm giving it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Let's, uh, Carl, give me your best, uh, one and a half oink. <laughs> there we go. You need like a half oink, though. That I was the half oink. The <laughs> do it again. Do it again. You can't like half a sound. The sound happens. <laughs> there we go. All right. That's a, that's a one and a half. Oink. Give me, uh, what, what was yours? You were one oink, Jenna? I'm like one? a, I'm like a one and a half, I think. Give me a one and a half oink. <laughs> <laughs> That was like a two oinker. All right, that that was more one. Okay, yeah, got it. Sound like banjo kazooie characters. <laughs> We're just gonna banjo kazooie the rest of this podcast. Oh my god! So here's the thing: the voices so, in that game were fucking abysmal. After I watched Gordy, I went and watched Babe. 
Yeah, because you had to get the taste of Gordy out of your mouth. I needed to know if I was wrong about Babe. Babe's fantastic. Babe was great. Yeah. Like, and here's why. Here's I was trying to like trying to come up with a, a genuine reason as to why Gordy's bad, besides the fact that it's just terrible. <laughs> but like, the Gordy never establishes its world, and that was the Not problem. Yeah. It's super inconsistent. It never like gives you like any sort of boundaries. You don't know what to expect. You don't know what's normal. Whereas Babe, at least, like is its own contained weird place that like as a kid, I never even noticed how strange it is. But watching it like today, I was like, oh, wow, because it's very like British, but they're all American. Like it looks like Scotland. Yeah. But it isn't. And it, it's just gorgeous. But then like home. that that sheepdog thing, everyone's dressed like they're Scottish peasants. <laughs> like everyone's almost even like out of time. You know, it's like it could be the 1920s, but then they have a fax machine. So it's probably meant to be the 90s. Yeah. You know, and like that's and that's also so very purposeful. You know, it starts off with that like little like um, odds and ends pig motif stuff, like the little like tchotchkes or whatever, you know, like oh, on yeah. the wall. I used to just watch that part on the VHS all the time. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's super part. great. Yeah. And then so like that already establishes that like, OK, it's going to be like a storybook sort of magical thing. They have the chapters. They have the little singing mice. I realize now how many of those animals are animatronic. It really, oh, really? I really didn't notice as a kid, obviously, but like looking at them now, they actually mostly animatronic, I want to say, unless when they're moving, right? But when they're talking, it's mostly animatronics, it seems. And there's really only one scene where you notice. That's impressive. And I was really impressed with it. Like besides like really staring at it and being like, is this or isn't it? Because like I had seen the movie, right? You know, it's like time to analyze it. The only time that I I really noticed that it was animatronic is when Fly, the female sheepdog, runs to the sheep and is like, did Babe kill that sheep? <laughs> if you guys remember, the sheep gets attacked by wild dogs yeah. and Babe saves her. Oh, but yeah. then the sheep dies and she goes and she's like trying to talk to these sheep and they're all like freaking out. And so she goes, she screams quiet, but her face crinkles because she's like screaming like a human would scream with their eyes closed. Yeah. Then that looks like an animatronic. Really But clearly. that's the only point. That's the only point in that movie that's where it's like. goddamn impressive, dude. You know why? Because the lighting is really good in that movie, oh, too. Oh, yeah. It's gorgeous. A lot of shadows. And it's mostly because it, it sort of hides the animatronics. Yeah. But it looks great. And it's, it looks, has that sort of natural light look. Babe was excellent. Yeah, I got to see that one again. I haven't seen it in a number of years. Carl, you're a big uh, Babe guy? I haven't seen it in a number of years either. I'm yeah. sure I'd like it if I saw it again. I remember like the second one like really fucked me up when I was like eight or something. Well, that's the one I still have yet to see. And I, I haven't I, seen it either. Maybe, maybe we'll... Tom uh, Waits' favorite movie. Oh, yeah? Noah yeah. Baumbach is a big fan of that one too. I got to I gotta finally see Babe 2, Pig in the City. I think maybe we'll come back and we'll... We'll do a Babe 2 episode. Yeah. That'd we be fun. We should do Babe 2, Pig in the City, and Tale of Two Kitties, Garfield 2. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, almighty God. <laughs> Jesus, save me. But Babe was great. And, and like, the you know, it's so, I don't know, like, Gordy is just exactly what people seem to think kids like. Which isn't to say that kids couldn't have enjoyed Gordy. Like, it's funny reading the reviews of Gordy. Even Ebert was like, I don't know, two stars. A kid will like it, but it's not any good. I don't even think like a kid will like it that much. I feel like I don't think a, I would have liked it. Yeah, I feel like I would have noticed that like it just kind of was kind of lame for like the majority of it's it. It's too much people and not enough animals. Yeah. That's, that's the, the biggest complaint. And then all this stuff about like no kid cares about a camera lens. <laughs> at all there's no talking point about camera lenses that a child gives a shit about yeah it's uh 
It's a it's a mistake of a film. It's one of those movies that doesn't need to exist, but it does. And there's some interesting, weird shit in it. So I would encourage uh, those at home digging around on Netflix. Just try it because you'll see some bizarre shit like we talked about and even more bizarre shit that probably we've repressed from our memory of it. One of the producers is the is the uh, niece of Walmart founder, Sam Walton. A nice little trivia there. <laughs> so much. That's how we're going to close this out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Doesn't it explain a lot? Come on. It does. Maybe. All right, y'all. Thank you for uh, watching that shitty film I've inflicted upon you. Yeah, geez, Cody. This is. (laughs) We're like, Cody, what's the podcast this week? And he's like, Gordy. (laughs) Well, I wanted to get it over with and I didn't want to do it by myself. (laughs) Uh, And, you know, I hate to bring this up, but there's another movie with a similar title that I've been putting off for a while that is a movie we've brought up on the show and have never seen, which is Gooby. So maybe we're going to have to go Gordy and then Gooby. And then Gumby, which came out the same year. Uh, Oh, you mean like the 90s Gumby? Which one? Maxim Gorky, like do lower deaths. Ah, and uh, at Gorky Park. Remember Gorky Park? That's a film that exists. So maybe we'll have to go uh, Gordy, Gooby, Gumby, Gorky, uh, um, Goofy Movie. There's the Goofy Movie, which I liked as a kid, the Goofy Movie. So uh, Gordy, Gooby, Gumby. Gumby, Gorky, Goofy. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do one of those in the future. I think we should do Gooby. Get you, that over with. Someone needs to, right now, we need some audience input to either, number one, add to that list of G one-word G movies or to... Uh, Which end in E. Yeah, end in E. Like, Gummo doesn't count because that, that's... Yeah, no. No. Come on. It's got to be like, gooey, gummy, rum, rum, rum. You know, like, it's got to rhyme with that shit, you know? And also let us know if this is what you want to hear. <laughs> please, <laughs> please either save you, us yeah, or inflict please, this pain please upon us. Please send us a voice belt and say, please stop whatever the <laughs> fuck you guys are thinking of doing. I'm a longtime subscri- <laughs> subscriber, longtime listener. Please threaten. You have three yeah. threatened to take money away from us. <laughs> Get John D'Amico in here to whip you guys into shape <laughs> and uh, make sure you guys don't do this again. But uh, anyway, thank you all for listening. See you soon. Bye bye.